passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Hello, gentlemen. Hey, Mike, our producer's here live with us. I love it. What's up, let's Mike? Let's go. Say hi, say, hi to, say hi to everybody, Mike. Hello, everyone. Happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. That's Mike, our producer. I'm so happy he got some screen time. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I appreciate you. Guys, if you weren't like, going to give it know, to him, he had to get it yeah. himself. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, Mike uh, is, is, works the magic behind the scenes. Uh, so, yeah. so he, I'm, I'm so happy everyone knows what, what Mike looks like now. Um, <laughs> hope everyone's doing well on this Friday. We're going into week 14. Um, we're going to go over uh, a bunch of start sick questions today. All right. Um, you know, we're, we're answering everyone's questions. Hopefully these, these questions and these answers will help you and help a lot of people going into the week. Um, a lot of injury, uh, stuff to talk about. We're going to get into that right now. Uh, and we're also going to get into some underdog stuff. You can see a little preview of the underdog contest that they have going into week 14, um, you know, goal line, the goal line stand, $10 entry for $30,000 in prices, a battle Royale for the main slate, $5 entry, $225,000 in prizes, uh, and the bomb $100 entry for the big ballers out there and a little double up action. $5 turns into $10. If you, if you finish in the top, uh, you know, 50%, uh, it's called the training camp, $5 entry, get you 10 bucks. If you just do better than 50% of the field. Um, so yeah, just wanted to kind of shout that out real quick. Um, but for now, let's get into some injury news and, and we'll get into that stuff. Dra- Zach and I are going to be doing one of these battle Royale contests. We're going to be drafting live here. Uh, it's a six person draft, $5 entry, uh, $225,000 in prizes. Uh, so hoping we can win some money, Zach. And if yeah. I win, I promise, uh, I'll give you a little cut. 
Okay, I'll give you a little cut of it. Um, now, a couple interesting injury news, uh, in, pieces of injury news. Number one, Saquon Barkley, Brian Dable is talking about that he might, uh, that he hopes that Saquon is going to play this weekend. Um, so keep that in mind, Zach. Yeah, if you need to go on a sleeper right now and, go, <laughs> and pick up Matt Breida, go ahead, dude. It's all good. Oh, thanks go for, for the it. heads up. Oh. Uh, yeah, so it's possible. You know, I I don't think we got a um, – a, a confirmation of whether Saquon is going to practice or not today. And it seems like he might practice on a limited basis. Uh, but, you know, Brita would be the guy, I would say, to pick up and play uh, if Saquon is out. He would probably be like a low-end RB2 for me. Um, it's not the worst matchup in the world against the Eagles, but he's somebody that you can pick up, somebody you can put in your DFS lineups for cheap. Yeah, that's 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 pretty much that. Um, how much confidence from a scale of 1 to 10 would you have in Matt Brita to having a decent RB2 type of day if Saquon is out, Matt, oh, Zach? A decent RB2 type of day? I'd I, I, I give it an 8. I think oh, okay. a, a decent RB2. If he finishes as an RB2, I think I'm satisfied. I mean... I agree. If it's a low-end RB2, obviously you feel like there's some meat left on the bone because he's not he's not just, he's not not a bad running back, but he's not Saquon Barkley. I do think that he should be locked in, though, to be, a, I think, a top 20 you know, play because who else is there in that backfield? And there's not many receiving options in that offense. So I think that having Matt Burita, you pick him up and you start him, you should be able to uh, get some production out of him this week, especially with, especially if you're missing Saquon Barkley. You know, you, you need to make up that production as best as you can. And there's not really anybody else left on the wire that's going to be sitting there for you to pick up heading into the week. So I think Matt Burita, you have to pick him up if you have Saquon Barkley. What about Leonard Fournette? He popped up at the injury report yesterday with a foot injury. He's not practicing today on Friday. They play on Sunday night. This is not a good sign for Fournette. I think Fournette's one of those per- people that, like, put one of those players who could literally, like, on Sunday, they'll say, like, okay, Fournette's playing. He's active. You never know. Yeah. Right? No. Hopefully, we'll get some clarity when it comes to that on Sunday or maybe even before Sunday. Uh, but if he is out, obviously, this is a very tough matchup for running backs. But if you're in a full PPR league, you got to fire Rashad White up either way if Fournette's yeah. out. I think even if he does play, I mean, if he's on the injury report now, I don't see a reason for them to run him into the ground. You know, maybe they'll give him a little, uh, a slightly smaller workload than he would get. Obviously, those snaps have kind of been splitting, you know, relatively evenly up the middle. But I think with a healthy Rashad White, I'd rather have a healthy Rashad White on the field, you know, 80% of the time than, you know, banged up Leonard Fournette. And I'm not saying he's going to be banged up to the point where he can't contribute, but if he's going to be limited in any fashion, you know, Rashad White could get two-minute snaps. There's no reason to have Leonard Fournette out there in those situations. So he might get like a stranglehold on those if he doesn't have it already. And that could make him, I think, a better play than he is right now or he was yesterday um, before this injury report came out. So I'm definitely, you know, firing up Rashad White at this point if I have him. Um, I'm not as confident if I have Leonard Fournette. But if you have no no better options, you know, you, you can fire him up too. But it is a really tough matchup. I'm not anticipating a whole lot out of this backfield or this offense in general, except for maybe Chris, Chris Godwin doing his thing. But that's has nothing to do with the running backs. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady has just been peppering his running backs this year, right? So, right. you know, it's one of those situations where, you know, it's not like the 49ers are, you know, they allow pass catchers to run the ball. I mean, to, to catch the uh, running backs to catch the ball. I'm sorry. Uh, they've allowed 50, 56 receptions to running backs this year, which is right like middle of the pack, middle of the league. So it's not like, you know, they're, they're just defending that like crazy. It doesn't really matter, you know, if Rashad White is super efficient or not. If you're playing a full PPR, you know, if he catches six, seven balls, you're happy. And it's possible he catches damn near 10. He almost did, 
He caught all nine of his targets two weeks ago when Fournette was out. Uh, right. I'm sorry, the week before. There was a week after the bye, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, fire him six up. Catches, six catches for 40 yards will net you 10 points. So that's all you need. Four, six catches for 40 yards is eight, what, eight yards? A little less than eight yards? I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not a yeah. math major. But that's not a very high efficiency number that you have to reach with six catches, you know. And that, I think it's very well within his range of outcomes from the get that, like we said, against his 49ers defense. Yeah. I would take six for 40 for my running back, to be honest with you. That's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, so let's see. I'm looking at some other injury news. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is practicing today, uh, which is great news. Um, yeah. Any any quick notes on, on yesterday's game at all? Like, you know, Baker Mayfield, like not what we expected at all. No. Right? <laughs> could, Literally. Could you pick him up? Could you stream him maybe in the future? I mean, obviously, it was Band of Brothers that he was working no. with. Like, there's nobody on that offense. No. I mean, he, he got it done. But um, no, I, I no. think my main in a, note. In, in a one-quarterback league, no. No, not in one-quarterback. But in two-quarterback, super flex. Yeah. Maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Low-end QB2, maybe? Maybe. Uh, I think that maybe. I think he could sneak in there because, you know, he looked actually pretty good for having, you know, a day and a half of the playbook, you know, down. So I'm not sure. My takeaways, I have two takeaways from this game. One that Baker Mayfield, you know, props to him. It was impressive. He looked good. Um, Obviously, leading that comeback. Big deal. I think it was the longest come longest go ahead touchdown drive in like the last forty years or something. It was ninety eight yards going down the field. But was then, it really, I think it was. <laughs> it was a ninety eight yard drive. And granted, they got bailed out. He threw an interception that was called back by penalty, and they lost a yeah. sack. The defense did. That was also called back by penalty. So they got a little help. But it was a ninety eight yard touchdown drive. So that was impressive. But then my other takeaway was, man, Devonte Adams screwed you going into the playoffs this week. You know, 10 points. They didn't throw him the ball. Six targets. That's inexcusable. Like, I'm not sure what they're doing there on offense. I mean, obviously, Matt Collins is, you know, he's not a, anybody to sneeze at a receiver, but Derek Carr had 130-some yards passing. Like, what are you doing? I know that Josh Jacobs is also very good, and they ran the offense pretty much exclusively through him. But that entire second half, like, what were they doing? I, I don't even know. The first half, I mean, he had that those three catches and those two 30-plus yarders to open the first half. But then the second half of the game, he just didn't do anything. They didn't get him the ball at all. So that was just inexcusable. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, obviously, I'm tilting a little bit because I have him. But, you know, with Devontae Adams, definitely other owners, he's been on such a tear this week. You're expecting to have this contribute, a really strong contribution heading into the playoffs. You didn't get that this week. So I'm not worried about him in the future, but that was just that was just rough. And we've seen this happen before a couple of times this season where they just get away from using him. Derek Carr had a good matchup coming into today. And what does Derek Carr do in good matchups? He shits the bed. A big car crash. That's what it was. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Zach, that's why I keep you around, dude. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got 
you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Um, yeah, man. So Josh Jacobs, he hurt his pinky. He left for, he left for like one drive. Uh, and he came back. Just keep an eye on that pinky. I'm sure he'll be fine. I, I don't think yeah. he's going to let a pinky keep him out for any games. Um, I think that's really all the takeaways I had, but I couldn't believe that Baker Mayfield did what he did last night. It's unbelievable. Um, it was, have we seen uh, that think... type of game before? Like, think about it. Do you, do you remember that game script no. happening like four days I... ago? No. Not remember the Buccaneers game? It was it finished. It was 16-3 to was the lead. There were three minutes left. They were on the goal line. They scored yeah. a touchdown. The other team does nothing with the ball. They get the ball right back and go down and score a touchdown. They get the go get the go ahead touchdown. Two times in five days. I thought that was not even five that, days, that, four days. That's true. A, a Baker Mayfield did score two touch. I mean, he did ha- lead two touchdown drives in the last like what, like four minutes or whatever it was. Three minutes, I think is what it was. Because that's exactly what Tom Brady did. We were like, where have we seen this before? Right. You know well, what I mean? You know, Tom Brady and, and Baker Mayfield, they're 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 one guy. They're the same guy. So yeah, one and the same. Know. You know, that, so that makes sense. Um, <laughs> Travis Homer, uh, he practiced in full yesterday on Thursday, uh, which is a great sign that he's going to be available. Keep an eye on Kenneth Walker's status today. If he doesn't practice, Homer is it would be the guy. If DJ Dallas doesn't practice either and he's out, I'm pretty confident in starting Travis Homer this week as a solid RB2 with upside. Uh, going up against the Panthers, I think it's a good matchup. I think Homer can, Homer can get it done. Yeah, there's no reason to think they can't get them. The Seahawks offense is good, and that's pretty much like enough said. You know, I'm not sure what exactly to expect in terms of his workload. I'm not sure if they're going to lean more on Geno Smith. You have to imagine they will because, you know, they're pretty thin at running back and they don't want to run this guy into the ground, risk an injury again because he is, you know, coming off. Yeah, he was a little banged up before this game. And pretty much anyone in the Seahawks backfield is besides Wayne Gallman because he just came off the practice squad. But I would temper expectations a little bit, but he should be able to contribute. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a touchdown just because this offense is as good as it is. Jalen Waddle was upgraded to full, so he's good to go. That that leg injury uh, shouldn't be concerning. Um, both Nico Collins and uh, Brandon Cooks are not expected to play against Dallas, so this seems like it's going to be a terrible situation for that offense, and Kyle, the Cowboys are just going to run all over these guys. Uh, Mike Williams as well, he was upgraded to full, so he should be good to go. And that's really about it. Um, I wouldn't be, you know, I don't think there's too many other concerns, uh, but we'll monitor uh, today's practice reports. And if anything comes out uh, during the show, if everyone in the chat can keep an eye on that, that'll be awesome. I'll, I'll also keep an eye on that as well. And maybe Mike can uh, can also take a look too. So let's couple, get into a couple. Yeah, go ahead. Before we, go for it. One more thing. A couple receivers, DK Metcalf and Amari Cooper, both showed up. They got designations like the middle of the day yesterday is what it was. Um, I don't think it's major, but Amari Cooper, it's a hip injury. I think, is it DK Metcalf also with a hip injury? Yeah, both of them have hip injuries right now. 
They went on the yes. practice report and they showed up with hip injuries. I'm not worried about that yet, but definitely monitor them because those are two pretty big name players. Um, I wasn't happy seeing them light up. Like I hate when my lineup lights up like a dashboard on a project car. It's just terrible. <laughs> so uh, I saw that. I, I'm not worried about it yet. I don't know if anybody else panicking. There's no need to panic yet. But if this continues to be a problem, you know, heading in, into uh, tomorrow or wh- whatever we're here today, you know, just keep an eye on that moving into the this weekend's games. Yeah, I'm. I'm checking. I'm trying to check Amari Cooper's uh, practice status right now. Uh, we'll 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 keep an eye on that. But in the meantime, oh, here we go. Let's take doesn't a look. practice Friday. Oh, it says doesn't practice Friday, but he's expected to play Sunday. Hmm. That's hmm. a little. That's a little. Okay. That changes it a hmm. little bit. Is it DPJ week? I mean, I know it's Deshaun Watson, but it could be. You know, or David Njoku. Be. David Njoku. You know, he could get a boost. I know he wasn't playing well, last week, both, but we have him high in the rankings. Both. Both guys were good boosts. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, I, I know they're saying that they, they, if Amari Cooper isn't practicing on Friday, I would, you know, take that with a, take the fact that they're saying that he's going to play with a grain of salt. You know, yeah. I would, exp- I would, I would definitely prepare for Amari Cooper not to play this week. Uh, if uh, he's not practicing today, he can play. And if he does play, sure, throw him in your lineup. But I wouldn't uh, assume that he's going to play just because this report says he's going to play. Yeah, I, I wouldn't either. And, you know, we were talking about Amari Cooper maybe not being as solid of a play now with Deshaun Watson, you know, obviously finding his feet at quarterback. But this is also just another layer to peel back on this onion, you know, that it looks like we're going to be getting from Amari Cooper the rest of the way. Um, hopefully he plays. But I, I, with this kind of coming out now, do we move him in? Is he like, is he a low-end wide receiver too now at this point? He, he, I mean, he already was. He was already? I, I, is he a flex I think play we, now? You had him around wide receiver 19, 20-ish. Right. So I think he's like more like wide receiver 23, 24. Right. So borderline say. wide receiver too. We, we, we're also going to have to move uh, Juju down a little bit just in case uh, Kawan Williams is back for Denver. Uh, he's their standout nickel corner. You know, if, 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 he, if Kawan Williams is back this week, then I don't like Juju because we know that Denver, you know, since Kawan Williams has been out, they've been pretty vulnerable out of the slot because they've been, you know, playing. I forgot who, who it was that they're playing in the nickel, who's not that good. And they've been letting up a lot of fantasy points out of the slot. So Juju, you got to downgrade to him if Kawan Williams plays. If Kawan Williams is not back this week, then I'm perfectly fine playing Juju as a solid wide receiver too this week. Um, right. So just keep that in mind because he was right around that tier with Amari Cooper. I think he was uh, right in, under. In the rankings. I think it was. Yeah. Was it nineteen and twenty back to back? Yeah. I know he was yeah. on it, that second slide. So I, I would play Juju over Amari uh, if Kawan Williams is out this yeah. week. Yeah. I, I think I would too, and I'm not a big Juju guy. So yeah, you're, you're not. You're not know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, who, who else? Who was the other guy that you mentioned? DK Metcalf. DK right? Metcalf, but um, his well, doesn't he, seem like it's going to be too much trouble. Nah, he, well, and also he's on the West Coast too, so yeah, um, we're not. Gonna I, I, I don't think it's going to be too bad. I'm not worried about about DK. Twenty four hundred Sports is an Odyssey company. 